Well, hello, everyone. This is Tommy, World at War Comics. Thanks for joining the podcast today. We have another amazing guest. But before I get into that guest, you know what to do. Please hit that subscribe button. Hit that ring bell. That way you get notified every time we're dropping another interview or other video. Um, and man, we just would love to have you as part of our community. Um, this podcast today is brought to you by CN Chili's, the best hot sauce you will ever have in your life. Trust me. Go to C-I-E-N-C-H-I-L-E-S.com, C-N-Chili's.com. Make sure that you purchase your jalapeno, your Thai bird, your habanero. Um, they even have a mustard seed sauce that's absolutely amazing on deviled eggs and all that good stuff. Um, and if you use comics at checkout, comics at checkout, save 15% off your total order. Check them out today. Maria Covarrubias is the owner. She's the chef. Her and her husband, Felipe, have put this company together. And uh, they are doing such an amazing job with such amazing products. So please go to cnchilies.com. At least check them out. Um, and if you uh, love hot sauce, I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Um, also, the podcast is also brought to you by Comic Crusaders. I am uh, a writer for Comic Crusaders. If you love comic books and you want to read reviews of what other people think of those comic books before you actually purchase them, check out Comic Crusaders. They do comics. They do comic movies or other movies. They do music, all kinds of reviews. Best in the business. One of the fastest growing um, review sites, comiccrusaders.com. Check them out. All kinds of reviews. You can find me there too. All right. Without further ado, today's guest is Christy Shin. She is the writer and creator of Demon Bitch. You are going to love this interview. You're going to love Christy. And right now she has a Kickstarter. Um, just type in Demon Bitch. It'll pop up. Christy Chin. Um, Shin, I'm sorry. And if you go to her Kickstarter and you participate today, you are going to uh, receive a very funny, a little bit dark, but extremely funny um, comic book called Demon Bitch. This time it is Demon Bitch. I hate you all. Um, this is her fifth one of Demon Bitch. And uh, boy, does she have an amazing following. So check her out. Without further ado, this is Christy and I. Enjoy, everybody. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to World at War Comics. Today, my special guest, Miss Christy Shin. Christy, thank you for joining. I cannot wait to talk about Demon Bitch with you. How are you today? I'm doing okay. I'm pretty tired, but I think it's just the past elation of like funding and then yes. getting a nice buffer today. So funding yesterday yep. and then a nice buffer today. And it just like, I think the heart attacks have like stopped, yeah. which... I shouldn't joke about because I've known quite a few people that have had heart attacks already. I'm like, holy shit, what is this? <laughs> well, let's not do that. Let's not do that. But no, 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 no. the stress of a Kickstarter is just crazy. I mean, if you haven't done it before, it's it's quite the ride. And uh, I'm glad that you hit the finish line. And you've done actually pretty good. I was looking at your past uh, Kickstarters, what, five in a row, I think? Six in a row, yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you're I kind of... You're kicking ass, Christy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's like, I kind of was kind of iffy about this Kickstarter this yeah. year, just because usually I like to get a beat on how economics is and just the general vibe. It was kind yeah. of up and down. So yeah. I just like, it seemed right at about this time. So I think that was good, but yeah. it's also kind of like hitting that vein of gold, I think this time. And it's, I, I did like what helped me was I didn't try to listen to all the negative shit out there. I mean, okay, yeah. don't, don't bury your head in the sand. Like, yeah, economic times are tough. 
yeah. yeah, people are a little harder with their money. But if you keep hearing it over and over again, like one of the biggest things was like, oh, it's the big titty books that are taking away our money and the corporate bubble. I'm like, okay, <laughs> they've always been there. Yeah, I get it. You yeah. know, you're frustrated, but it's like you have to just focus on still putting it out there, putting it out and really be open yeah. to how it's going to be funded. And it's weird because I practice this thing like don't try to mess with the middle. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, don't plan your Kickstarter. Just right. fuck around. Don't do anything. But it, it's like you can't be too wired on how. Yeah. Like all you can do is put it out there, get it done. And yeah. if somehow, like if you focus on funding and somehow you get like certain things that pop up to help, definitely. Yeah. Like I have a boost, like one of my friends said, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I've just been dealing with some stuff, but I'll help you now. You know, it's like, it comes kind of at the right time, but yeah. it's hard sometimes. Like there were times I was challenged personally about it. Like, oh, I don't know, maybe I should quit or something. And cause I was just like working through the Kickstarter, even though overall performance wise, it has performed monetarily pretty good. And I don't mean by just amount, but just like, I only had one dead day thus far. Not, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, all, all over the it was place, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I did get money. I did get some drops, but it was like overall pretty minor Yeah. Um, for what it was. And the people that did gave, they gave a lot. So yeah. I'm not upset about that. So, so far it's like, at least it's funded. Oh. I'm very close. I'm 200 at this time of recording away from the first stretch goal, which is at 6,800. The next one is at 7,400. So yeah. we could still very well do number two, so- Good for you. I'll, uh, let's hope that you reach that and everybody gets those rewards. But congratulations. Um, like I said, I think this is five or six in a row for you. So obviously you've created an amazing fan base and they're following you with everything that you're doing with Demon Bitch. So congratulations. I mean, that's that's where you want to be, right? You want to create a brand um, that people love and then they're just waiting for that next one to come out. And it seems like you've been able to create that environment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been fun because it's like people like, mess around and i think it gives them license to mess around like it's like well don't talk this way on this kickstarter because you know you might get banned or something but yeah, i yeah. thought it was funny and just like sometimes after my updates that's like just be sure to like share and comment and shit up my fucking comment through because it actually it's a lot of engagement yeah, so yeah. it's like kind of like right whatever i don't give a shit and it's <laughs> like well like sometimes there was a time last year where don win um oh. and a few other people and i we decided oh let's help each other's campaigns out we just talk shit to each other on the comments but it was all in good fun because like we let's talk shit so we just say all sorts of fucked up shit and it was like <laughs> kickstarters just because yeah, and it yeah. was it was fun because it allowed people to play like i really wish that more kickstarters would do it. it's like well this is about the thing we're only yeah. going to talk about the thing and everything it's like demon bitches about life come on it ain't about that thing exactly and so like one guy said like when he found out upon like fun funding he had pledged he yeah. said well i better go to my bank account and make sure I don't overdraft. And I said, you would do anything for her. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, Love it. <laughs> yeah, it's like making fun of the hoary chicks and these guys like doing just about anything for them. And I'm like, why? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, they're not even like, I could get it if they were hot, but like some of these chicks that I've seen, it was like, honey, take a shower with bleach. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, they look kind of nasty. It's like, you kind oh, yeah. of are past your sell by date. I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> and they're not like the best in self-concept or anything. They're like the weirdest, most whiniest people ever. But it's like somehow that happens. But yeah, oh, yeah. it's just making fun of that, you know. Yeah. 
Well, I love it. I love it. And uh, I'm so happy for you, too. I'm glad that you hit it. Um, maybe we could kind of talk about how you got into comics, Chrissy. When did the passion for uh, for uh, comics start in your life? Well, um, for me, I've always liked comics. As yeah. a kid, I grew up, obviously, with, um, with um, let's see, with uh, Sunday paper, the Sunday paper, the, the strips. Yeah. yeah, I grew up with Garfield and all that, but I also grew up with Korean manhwa. And it's mm. so funny because I just like started talking about this later on in the campaign because I just remembered it. But I remember my parents would get the Korean newspaper yeah. and they'd have the Sunday strips. But that shit was like mature. It's like it had really and it, they didn't show actual sex. But, you know, you could tell like nudity, yeah. sex, uh, killing, blood, everything, just this oh. crazy shit. And it was like, <laughs> what is it? It's just a strip. And I don't even know what that strip was called. I have to dig it up. And if I see, if I recognize it, I'll try to find out the name, but it was insane. So there was just this, it was like this medieval Korean period. And it would just like show naked chicks and stuff like that. I'm like, what is all this shit? But it's like, it got me into drawing. I think a lot of it just, I just like drawing. So primarily started off as an artist. And then I grew, when I grew more into it, it was like, I remember my parents taking me to Stanford Mm because I lived in the Bay area. They're like, you know, you know, you you probably want to go here, right? Don't you? Like kind of like putting in my head, you you want to be an Ivy Leaguer. I'm like, uh, yeah, whatever. But yeah. uh, so I would go there and I went straight to the books because I always liked reading. I loved reading. And I went straight to the the underground comics, you know, the college kids at the time who were <laughs> technically adults. So yeah. I went there and I started reading shit like Life in Hell and like just other <laughs> underground shit. So I always liked that underground aspect. I said, like, what is this? This is crazy. Yeah. And even though I didn't understand the subject matter, it was just funny. And my parents actually bought me Life in Hell. That's so, awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then I went and got into anime and manga, then, you know, Marvel and stuff like that. Yeah. And then my parents, like, they always thought it was good that I drew, but they were like, come on, do something more serious. Like, and then they kind of accepted it, but they thought I would be a fine artist or something. And now it's like <laughs> this whole generation of Korean Americans. Like you have Helen Joe, David yeah. Cho. I mean, if you look at David Cho's shit, he's like a crazy fucker right there. And then like just a bunch of uh, Bobby Lee, this comedian. So like you have this whole generation sure. from us and Leela Lee. Yeah. Like we're all this generation of just this, this crazy, crazy <laughs> like fucking thing where we never like met our parents like demands or something, which is hilarious. <laughs> And so uh, that's, that's yeah. And then I went into college and then I got really into underground comics, like uh, Love and Rockets was my first thing, serious foray. And oh, then wow. I got into like stuff like Johnny Ryan here. He's got one. I bought this recently. Oh, cool. Porn basket. <laughs> yeah. And this is Gigi Allen. I didn't know who the fuck he was when he died in the nineties. When I look back, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like this guy was punk and he would say the worst shit ever. Like really? He, oh, he he'd take his feces and throw it in the audience and that was the least he could do like look him up the guy was crazy but he also did this other but also he had a short stint as a pop artist really actually okay and then all of a sudden he just went completely off the rails into like this punk rock but he was totally degenerate like literally when he died that was like his seventh or eighth fucking overdose of heroin and a combination of all drugs and i'm just like well there you go and they like had his funeral and a, you can find it on YouTube, like the thing of his funeral and it's all messed up and everything. it was just insane. Like this yeah. guy had a following and Johnny Ryan's like one of the guys that like followed him. Really? And he, like draws him. It's like, and it's just about like 
like Johnny Ryan is another favorite. He just draws this utterly degenerate shit. And it's just like this, like prison pit is just like a rapist murderer cannibal on a prison planet. And they're all rapist murderer cannibal when they just kill and destroy. It's just crazy. It's just like <laughs> a lot of very angry monsters that are, you know, like, um, what was that one in the muscle back in the day? Like the Japanese, it's like muscle, but worse. It's like muscle, oh. but you perverted it to a horrible extent so they're just like fighting and it's crazy as shit and i it's the best one of the best comic series i bought another one that i like follow is megan mock it's with two g's on each one and that's about like a stoner witch and her cat her black cat boyfriend Uh and it's just this weird stream of consciousness it's very strange (laughs) i mean as i said i'm not really into drugs like i have never taken hard drugs at all Yeah. But it's just, and I'm not a proponent of them. I think they're pretty fucked up. I don't like what, they, but it's just writing about this and it's just yeah. funny. It, it's actually funny yeah. how this guy does Simon Hanselman. So I like weird shit like that. Like I've done Johnny, I've seen Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, uh, Filler Bunny and Bad Art Collection. I like always the demented stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I think there were times in my life that were utterly way too serious and not good. So I just went, I'm going to go for the demented shit. And I really like the demented shit. And it was funny because like, in art, mm-hmm. I did the pretty shit. Like I've done this sepulcher right here. So I've done the pretty shit, right? Yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna be selling sepulcher. I'm working on volume two and I can actually sit my ass down and draw it, but I've written it. But it's like this thing about like sepulcher. So it's like I've drunk done the pretty shit, but then nobody really noticed. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, fuck this. I'll just do the shit that I'm not supposed to do. And then, then people notice, and then they notice the pretty shit. So it's like, exactly. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, like, that works. Yeah, I even gotten like this. Like, I got a Ringo Award for participating in this Mind Plant Paradise. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I did not write it, and Tool wrote the story, but I drew it. But we were so, involved in the Ringo Awards. Well, so congrats! Go. That's awesome. Ringo that's Award a big... winner. Huh? That's a big deal. That's pretty awesome. Well, it's funny. Here's the story behind that. I was so new to the industry because I was just powering through like the first couple of years. Like I had put out 14 books. Yeah. And some of the books were not just mine. I had worked with a writer. So it's I put out a big plethora of work and I'd worked on other books like kids books and stuff. I have another kids book coming out called Underwater Girl in November. I have um, another one that I've worked on that I've done editing for for in print. So Mm -hmm. the writer is Maggie st thomas mm-hmm. and she's really cool so we're going to probably have a signing at barnes and noble on the 11th so i'll put up more info once i get it um i was just having to hush hush it for a while because she was developing the other part of it but she's the writer for both books and i edited it all so um i edited and drew it and wrote it all say for the other in print is more photos so those are all hers but just arranging it and everything so it was good so i'm happy about that but uh yeah so it's like i've worked on other people's stuff too so I was really powering through it. And just somehow the first few years, I didn't know what a Ringo award was. And yeah. so Molly Jackson, the editor of mine called me and said, Oh yeah, we won this. And I'm like, Oh, cool. And then I'm like, um, what's that reward? So I'd like, Is that- that- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. that was how I learned about the Ringo. <laughs> that's pretty, that's a pretty big deal. That's awesome. I feel pretty good. Like at first it took me a while to kind of like talk about it. Not because I was ashamed. It's just, I'm more of the person that says, okay, I won something. I did a thing. Now I'm going to move forward to the next one. 
but it's like they said wow you're a Ringo Award winner like that that's really cool you should actually say that I'm like you know maybe I should so it's like I about that Christy that's a big deal yeah so I kind of put that into my biography like yeah I did important things for sure I I don't draw poo-poo cartoons and make fun of people that's not all I do yeah but it is I would what you're going sorry it is an awesome part of what you do though yeah, I mean, it would be funny if I won another big award for Demon Bitch, and that would be it? be awesome. <laughs> like an Eisner for Demon Bitch, and it's ridiculously <laughs> fucking stupid. And it's like, hey, yeah, you I never know. Up. You never know. You know, I, I, that would be nice. I, I'll focus on that and see how it is. I mean, it's yeah. just funny because it's like Eisner is like this highbrow thing, and then like this is just like totally fucked up lowbrow art. Although it is funny when I did start Demon Bitch, I uh-huh. was just really in reality drawing a pissed off comic that was funny. Yeah, like it made me laugh, but it's weird now how people are looking at that yeah. and they're going, this is the most deepest shit ever. And they end up, ta- we end up like every, almost every interview that I've done, we've ended up talking about super deep fucking subjects really? on yeah. this. And I never understood why, but I was just like, well, there we go. There must be something very relatable um, that people are, uh, you know, enjoying, right? They could, they could relate to it. You're saying something that is triggering something. How I many think, issues do you have, Chrissy, now of Demon um, Bitch? Demon Bitch, I think right now we're at issue five. If what Pen 15 is basically formatted, so we're looking at five. Okay. I'm actually thinking maybe, let's see, it's like Hellfire Damnation, She Sucks, Alcoholics Anonymous, He's Triggered. So we're looking at this as the fifth graphic. Now, I'm double checking because the next one, I just want to kickstart it and it's this compilation and it's like the utterly the utterly mediocre collection or something like that <laughs> i don't know I'm, I'm thinking about that well along with a new book because i just sort of want to do that sure so, yeah why not yeah yeah so it's like make it into a hardcover i think make the make the omnibus into a hardcover that would be okay. actually pretty cool yeah yeah so it's like the utterly mediocre collection and it sucks like <laughs> it's just i don't know it's just like demon bitch allows me to play around and have fun yeah. Like be that kid, immature, stupid kid again, where you thought poo-poo jokes were great, and then, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, like it, it. I've had people come up to me and say to me, literally, it's like you killing the elephant in the room. Yeah, and you put it on a plate and you serve it to people. Another one is like I have gotten angry in this way. Yeah. I have never. It's like this made me feel that this was okay to feel this way. Yeah, I'm like cool. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I feel bad because I haven't had a chance to read one yet, but I can't wait until I uh, get your newest one on your Kickstarter. But I've heard since I've met you um, and learned of you, what, five days ago, maybe four days ago, I started looking. I'm like, holy crap, she's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. It's just like maybe that's why I don't watch TV. We were talking about earlier. (laughs) I'm too busy doing stuff. It's just like that's my work. Like that's what I enjoy doing. And sometimes people say, you need to take a break and not burn out. I'm like, what do you mean? I enjoy doing this shit. But it's like, I think it's like, I think I kind of get what they mean. Yeah. Ow. Don't spear my hand, cat. That's <laughs> spam, guys. He's kind of stupid. Spam. What's up, spam? Now he's mad. Yeah, now he's looking mad at me. Like... <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. Yeah, he's a ginger boy. He's ginger my boy. little ramen noodle fuck, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's cool. So, you know, as far as your, your comic demon bitch, you do it all though, right? So you're, you're the artist, you're obviously the writer. Um, everything is taken care of by you. Yeah. So you're not working with any kind of partners on demon bitch. 
No, um, every, I'll, I mean, I'll ask friends to like do it. Like Stephen, he wrote the foreword since okay. he's a parent to yeah. Demon B meets Mr. F word. He's also written the foreword to other things like to Triggered. And it's okay. hilarious because like, if you contribute directly into my book, I give you a free copy. Oh, now, I owe him these, but it's funny because every time we go and do a lot of cons together, like we're, we're at the same con. Yeah. I'll say, hey, Stephen, I need to give you your book. You say, oh, okay, give it to me later. And then he'll remind me, you need to give me the book. It's like, you told me not to give it to you at the time, but to give it to you later. It's like, don't, don't do this. Yeah, <laughs> We screw with each other all the time. But then there's uh, my friend, Robert Kijewalski. He did uh -huh. the forward to um, this book, Pen15. Okay. On that. So, and um, my friend Rose, um, she wrote something about her mom on the back. You'll, you'll probably read that at some point. I can't uh, wait. <laughs> but yeah it's just it's just pen 15 it's like making fun of that like the penis meme but like pen is here but you're just like <laughs> so there's that so it's like i just see shit and i make fun of it and yeah. the thing is, is i don't like to follow what's trending on twitter because that's really stupid yeah. i really actually like following the people that follow on twitter because it's amazing like the shit that you see of people what they're what they do yeah like, yeah the most amazing load of shit that i've ever saw was when the comics broke me shit happened at the same time with the titanic submersible and the pakistani immigrants off the coast of greece right that was all really messed up events but i was so shocked at how many people and again this is a big difference between people expressing concern mm -hmm. sadness condolences to the family to the person itself i'm not saying they didn't deserve that right. but it was weird how everybody was saying you need to pick one to say what's the worst i'm like why do i need to pick one asshole and then number two it was like like as i said the comics that broke comics broke me is a thing that you should talk about definitely but it was very interesting to me how people were going and they were literally trying to fuck this corpse yeah. of this person for laughs or for attention it was amazing to me how they went on their soapbox and did it this is not people telling stories in relation this is like or like other publishers that said, yeah, well, you know, the big companies are pieces of shit. And then when you other people dug in, I didn't, but when other people dug into them, they found out they did worse oh, wow. to their own constituents. And I'm just like, wow. I said, I'm not giving the other guys pass, but you guys are terrible. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Now, when you get into uh, like Demon Bitch and you start your issue six, what are some of the things that kind of influence you as you start to, you know, write your story? Like, how do you decide what the topic's going to be for each of your books? Well, I think it always starts with something that always visibly very much annoys me about people. It's not like a minor annoyance. Like, I've even had a friend tell me that some of their friends are were concerned. They're saying, well, you're friends with her. Aren't you, are you going to be like aware that she's going to be like, you know, talking shit about you, you're going to be in her book. She says, no, because I know about the types of people that are in her book. They're really very generally very horrible people. You'd have to be a real asshole to her for me, for her to even want to do that to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So good point. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. That's so cool. Now, as far as uh, your ability to be a writer and an artist, do you have one that you enjoy more than the other? Do you like the art side more than the writing or the writing more than the art? You know, that's kind of hard for me to say. Yeah. I like writing. I think it's like in a way I've always liked writing because I did screw with it when I was younger. Yeah. But now it's becoming more of a thing. So I kind of just like doing my own things. 
Yeah. And again, it's not like I don't like writing. Like I've collaborated with my friend Lawrence Hubbard, Rod mm-hmm. Hubbard of Real Deal Comics. Like he has these characters. And I sat here and said, Oh, we need to do this fucking thing and that fucking thing. Cause like there's this one where um like I'll watch like current events and it's kind of yeah. fucked up, but it's a fucked up book. So there you go. Right. But like there was one of like GC, GC's like gangster cool. He's like, he's they live in kind of like the ghetto in LA and they yeah. do all sorts of shit like mayhem, myrrh, and angel dust. Uh, just to be oh, this is the other one. Oh, there's your black cat you're talking about. Yeah, she's a what's her name? Ink. She's Ink. got a big ass. <laughs> now she's mad. But anyway, so what ended up happening is is that she is that so there was one where his mom dies. Uh-huh. And um it turns and then and how that happened. I won't I can't talk to you about most of the stories because he's drawing them. Yeah. And one of the ones is that I it was influenced by um seeing um uh, seeing like fucked up funeral homes in the south, you know, where they had the bodies stacked up or they just threw them in the forest because they were they just took the money and didn't really bother with the proper burial and it was this whole like I think it was like a few of them like there was one in Georgia and there was another one somewhere else and they were just really awful so I started laughing so I started going like oh man and then one of my friends like sent a picture of this per like okay so they told me they were attending a friend's mother's funeral Uh uh-huh I I have the weirdest people I I don't know but uh so they send me this picture of them in the casket the mother and I mean, I've seen all sorts of shit in the 90s, like Ogrish and all those. So I look at that and I said, I messaged them and I said, um, I'm not insulted or upset, but why the fuck did you send me this? Because <laughs> I'm just this person, like, I, I don't see why you would want to take a fucking picture at a funeral, but some people do. He said, no, 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 no. And it showed his friend taking a picture of his <laughs> like, like literally <laughs> like this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then I thought about the fucked up funeral homes. And then I told my friend, oh, dude, we should do this story. And then I told him the story and we were laughing about it. And then I said, oh, you need to do one with Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah. But there's one with a dubious name. And at first, my friend is black. Lawrence is black. So I was like going, and I told him the name of the creature. And he's like, what? And I said, no, no, it's not racist. And then I found out like we both like then looked it up later and found out Lovecraft was like really racist even for his day. <laughs> like he had a black cat named man. So we can guess what the first word was. Exactly. So yeah. we were kind of laughing about it. I said, okay, we got to do one on this. <laughs> and so, so I think he's doing that one. He's doing this one. So he's trying to release a new graphic novel. So those are the two. And then there's one where um, I guess like a, like in New York, like they had that big brouhaha with, like they were arresting a guy wanted for murder and this girl like started punching a cop and I'm like going, yeah, that's going to end well. And he was a big black dude and he just bald head too. And he like yeah. looked like he gave no fucks and he fucking decked her like after she hit him a few times. <laughs> and they're like, what's your problem? I said, I don't know. Don't hit a guy with a gun and tactical knowledge. That's probably a better thing. Probably so smart. we were kind of laughing about that part too. And we were just yeah. like, okay, we got to write about that. So, so one of the characters and all that and it's about that scene and everything and uh no i don't laugh at other forms of injustice i want to say you sick bastards but i do laugh because people are just going like what did you the fuck did you expect like a lot of these situations are like what the fuck did you expect i'm doing that so that's probably going to come out so I've, i've been collaborating with other people too that's awesome so you like when you get these kind of stories is that some of the motivation that goes into uh demon bitch well, I think fucked up stories do like yeah. just how people act like with that whole trifecta of the Titanic and all that stuff. 
the, yeah. what I was going to say is, is that, and I just realized like we kind of like went everywhere, but I um, love it. I we, love it. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Like what I realized was, is that like, so I drew two cartoons uh-huh. and it was uh shippered and demon bitch, like looking like doing selfies uh-huh. with a guy in the coffin going like, I'm so glad he's dead. <laughs> they're posting it. And there's another one where they crawl up on the body and they're doing King of the Hill in the body. Like, bitch, get off. It's my turn. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chrissy. I cannot wait to read this stuff. Man. It's bad. It's bad. A lot of it's bad. Like he, they can follow it on Webtoon, but what makes it better for the graphic novel right. is that for the graphic novel, it's like, oh, it's, you know, they have extra shit in it. Like I have artwork that's signed that can be signed from, Mo- it's prints too. It's available. They're available as prints, but they're by Mog Park. Uh, Lawrence Hubbard, yeah, uh, Zora Lita, She's done My Little Pony. She's a fi- one of the official artists for My Little Pony. Like, oh. there's Hyde Hermit, and then there's uh, Philip Jen. There's Kenny Aitken. It's like all these other guys. So, yeah, I've had Kenny on the show. He's a pretty funny guy too. Yeah, Kenny's funny. He's he's this big okay. bearded mountain man. And I think there's yeah, yeah, guy, no. <laughs> yeah. There's another guy we interviewed. Like, oh, you kind of have a beard like Kenny's. Like, compare the two. Like, yeah, stand yeah. side by side. They say, oh, I know Kenny too. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Oh, that's awesome, Chrissy. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, you you said you you have Demon Bitch and you've written some other stuff that's a little bit more serious. Do you try to have a balance between the two? Because you also do children books too, right? I just kind of follow in the flow. I mean, to be honest, it's like, I just do what I do. I mean, it's yeah. like, oh, okay, let's do a kid's book. That sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, okay, let's do a graphic novel. That's fun. Oh, okay, let's go do this. This sounds cool. Like, I I don't know. I don't really have like this big sort of explanation for it but it's weird because yeah. then it comes into these really deep conversations which i don't know how that happened but it does i mean it's i'm not complaining it's just like all right i guess we'll just try this oh i guess we'll just try that you know it's not like i'm really tripping on whatever it is it's kind of yeah, funny. I, well it seems like you get a lot done though with that process i do like i think i'm just kind of okay with myself just working at my own pace yeah. And yeah. it's not that I can't meet a deadline. I mean, I know that could be a secondary question. Oh, like you need to meet deadline. It's like, well, I know how my work process is. I'll give you a realistic scope of what, what I work. And then usually I get it done quicker than what people expect. Right. Because yeah. I'll like say, oh, it'll take about two weeks to do this. Yeah. And usually I'm waiting on the other person. Because <laughs> like I had a cover and the guy put up half up for me. And, yeah. I, and I said, okay. And then he said, I'll put up half up later you know, you can take this amount of time. And it was just like, I was done with it within a week. So it was like, okay. You know, it's like, but I wasn't bitchy. I was like, okay, you said you needed this time. That's cool. I'll just release it to you when it's done. But I showed it to him and he loved it. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, unhappy about that. I think that's great. You know, it's like, I think if people were more comfortable with themselves and their own processes, they could have better deadlines for themselves. Oh, I think sure. people think, oh, well, if you have that, you're going to go and stretch it out for months. It's like it stretches out for months anyway. You might as well, like, know how you work. Yeah. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. How many issues of Demon Bitch? Is it like a goal or you're just going to keep doing it as long as it's fun to do? I keep doing it as long as it's fun to do. I mean, it's just, you know, it's kind of like Gary Larson. He'll do it until he wants to stop and he stopped for a while. And then it, I think he's bringing it back. Oh, so okay. it's like, okay, I don't know. I think he got out of retirement, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody else tried to imitate him. But I think the only person closest that I think is the best is Lonnie Millsap. He does like the New Yorker cartoons, but he does his own called Bacon. It's bacon, but with an umlaut, but Bacon. (laughs) 
and it's like the spiritual successor to that really yeah yeah that's cool that's cool so what else do you have going on miss christy you have demon bitch with the kickstarter which you've already hit your goal you mentioned that you have another one coming up i have another one I mean, right now it's just sepulchre right now, but that's when I sit down and take a look at it. I'm taking a bit of a break kind of from creating at the moment, other than the demon bitch stuff that I have to do. Yeah. But other than that, it's like not really anything else. Yeah, yeah. And then how many uh, shows like Comic-Cons do you try to do throughout the year? I know you and I were talking, we'll be at ValorCon together. Um, I think we had, I mentioned Whittier. Um, so it'd be cool for you to be there as well um because a lot of uh, our mutual friends will all be there but do you have like a, a calendar that you try to do every single year the same cons or um there's some cons that i continuously do like san diego yeah there's los angeles comic-con comic-con revolution yeah um i do a lot of other ones but yeah you know i mean hold on <laughs> knocked it off whatever um so with her i mean with that it's like i try to do as many as possible to get the word out yeah so yeah. it's just it's kind of fun to do and i i like talking to people yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool very cool well christy i mean i can't wait to read your uh demon bitch kickstarter i'm so excited i wish i would have known about all your creations before because then i would have had like this background um to understand what i'm about to get into but i'm glad we had a conversation because oh, yeah. you've made it sound like i've been missing something for a long time and i can't wait to dig into to to laugh i love laughing and i love comedy and uh i feel like your dark humor uh fits all of my needs that i'm missing right now yeah like for me i'm kind of going like you know like look at this like i mean also like if people want to pick up other books of mine it is yeah. available as a reward in the kickstarter like you can actually put them on as add-ons there's right. actually a reward tier where i have everything oh wow! So yeah. it's like everything i've ever done written and drawn um i don't have the ones from the other people that work just because yeah. it might be kind of an issue or pro not problematic but it's like yeah. you know getting it from them and i would rather get the stuff from myself and my own personal library and everything yeah yeah now outside of the kickstarter if somebody wanted to to get your work how would they get it do they just have to wait for like a con or do you have like a website where people could go do to purchase well i have an online oh, excuse me yeah. i have an online store oh oratorystudios.com and it's also my link tree so nice. if you see the store for prints and books and stuff that's where you can buy it that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I, I encourage everybody to uh, go to that link tree and check it out. Obviously go to the Kickstarter because that's the best place to get it right now. And we have nine more days. So right. it'd be awesome for you to uh, surpass all those other goals so that uh, we get these stretch um, rewards, which would be a lot of fun. Uh -huh. So yeah, yeah, make you do that today. Well, it's kind of crazy because like, I'm looking at all the things right now and it's like, there's a lot of people that sign on, but usually there's like a quarter, like a 25% or more like conversion rate sometimes for people. So, but yeah. I think they're kind of waiting until kind of when it gets closer so yeah. they can just go and buy it all the shit if they want to. Yeah. I think they're just deciding right now or whatever. I mean, some people just pledge to pledge. So that's always nice. That's always nice. That's always nice. Is there a way that you're able, this is probably more of a question just to understand Kickstarter, but, uh, are you able to tell like what percent are new people purchasing for the first time, as opposed to people who are just big fans of yours and always do your Kickstarter? 
Um, I don't think so. Some of them, I think you can kind of tell on some things, like it might be a new aggregation or something. Sure. But other than that, it should be fine. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I'm not really sure at this point. Yeah, I think that would be a really cool function if they, if it was easily seen, like this person has never purchased before anything that you've ever created um, to see how many new people come in and purchase your book. Yeah. That would be kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm looking at that and it's like, yeah, that's pretty much what I've seen right here. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty happy about it. It's pretty yeah. cool. I've, I'm not, it's not, um, it's, it's just totally awesome how it's happening. It's just like, it's funny how things fall into place. That's yeah. all I gotta say. Yeah. I mean, you should be pretty proud of yourself to be able to have you know four or five six kickstarters in a row where you start to have fans that are like waiting for your next item to come out and they're ready to back i mean that's the dream for any creator and you're you're living it so chrissy you should be pretty happy with yourself that's pretty awesome yeah i mean it's weird because it's like sometimes i get so wrapped up in my work yeah i kind of am like oh i'm not really aware of how much it, it is but it's kind of one of those things like it's kind of like sometimes I ask my friends, like, how big is this getting? And, he's like, yeah. and it's not because like I'm looking for approval. It's just like yeah. I'm kind of in the nexus of it, making a bunch of stuff like, yeah. you know, I not sure. And it just turns out to be this thing. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's cool. super awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, Chrissy, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you uh, joining me today. I loved meeting you. I can't wait to see you this Saturday. Um, so we sure. can have more conversations. Hopefully our booths are fairly close, but uh, I'll be able to see all of your work there too, which will be awesome. I'm sure you're bringing, are you bringing all of your demon bitch? Are you bringing uh, like a little bit of everything? What do you plan on having there this week? I'm bringing everything pretty much. Uh, I did sell out um, at a con, so I haven't had like time yet to go and replenish that one, but it's demon bitch. She sucks that I won't have. Okay. So I have to reorder it, but it won't come in time. Yeah. But with the other stuff, yeah. Nice. I can't wait to see all of it and check it out. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a physical guy. So I got to have a physical copy. Yeah. And you're welcome to like read all the books. I, I'll probably come earlier on ValorCon. So you'll have a chance to take a look at them if you'd take like. A, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't wait to see. But Christy, thank you so much for joining. Anybody that's listening, nine more days left on the Kickstarter. If you want to laugh, if you want to read um, some pretty cool content that is uh probably going to shock you and make you laugh at the same time. It sounds like um, definitely demon bitch is the right uh, book for you. And you got nine more days to uh, purchase it. So please go to the Kickstarter. What I'll do, Chrissy is I'll make sure the link is uh, on the YouTube, the Spotify, the Apple, and then we'll blast it out to all of the social media um, and uh, hopefully get some more people to uh, take a look at it. That'd be fun. I appreciate it, Tom. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. No, thank you. I, I love the indie comic scene. And uh, I think uh, if you win, we all win. Um, so let's make sure that we're supporting uh, Christy and her Kickstarter. And let's uh, ensure that we're building upon that foundation for the next nine days. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, you bet. Hey, I, I'm kind of excited to see where this will go. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. All right, Christy. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And I can't wait to see Saturday. Thank you. You too. All right.